0: Amen, amen, praise God, you can be seated, you can be seated, amen, you guys have your Bibles, let's go to uh, Philippians chapter 3, I want to start there tonight. We shall contend. We shall contend. Yeah, I, I, you know, you brought that up about Todd White. And I remember Todd and I talking about that, and when we met met him for the first time in Hawaii, and uh, him and I were talking about that vision, and I had that vision um, from Maui, and then Lehigh had a dream about tornadoes on on water, and then we like we started like. Just seeing like a whirlwind of things happening in in Hannah at that time, just miracles, signs, you know, just just Holy Ghost stuff, and and then of course you know Breeze got saved at that meeting, Todd's meeting, you know, in that amphitheater, three or four hundred people, and nobody moved, and then he started singing. I you know I, it brings that bring tear to my eye if I even start talking about that story, but how God God moved in that service and people got saved, and people got touched by the Holy Ghost, and um. And I, I just want to say this even to the Hawaiians. You know, even that product of, of the wave coming from the, the, wave, the, the wave going out from Hane, you're a picture of that. Under, understand that you're a prophetic picture of that word. You could, you're, you're here. You're, you're planted here. You're leading people. You're leading people to, to Jesus Christ. I mean, you're a product of that word. That, you know, and more of that word will come to pass. As people are being sent out from Maui and from uh, other islands, the other island that you, you, you prayed for that, that that's we don't have a church there. What's it? What is it? Nihao? yeah. And, and I believe that'll open up. Amen. Amen. I, I believe that'll open up. Th- this this will there will be a time. This this will be a time. It's not a season. A time that one when, when it opens, it will stay open. It won't be closed down. That the gospel will be preached and declared there in a powerful way. Amen. I don't know whether I should just close my Bible, start prophesying tonight, and just we'll stay there, praise God. Anyway, let's go to um, Philippians chapter 3, Philippians chapter 3, I'm going to start at verse 12. You know, one, one of the things I'll, I just want to let you guys, wanna, what I'm going to talk about tonight is acceleration, but I, I, you know, because one of the things that we're talking a lot about, we've been, you know, we've come through these couple months of just, uh you know, really pushing and pushing you guys to continue vision and planning and, and to stay and keep your head in this thing. But, you know, one of the things I want to talk about tonight, I, I'll, I want to talk a little bit about stagnation. I want to talk about the things that can come against a believer, things that you have to be aware of, things that as you're walking out this Christian life, things you need to be aware of. But I want to I, I want to start with this whole piece to to really you know give you this picture that you know we as Christians are, are we're we to move in a place of acceleration at at all, at all points Amen So let's go to Philippians three twelve and let's read this It says not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected but I press on that I may lay a hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid a hold of for me Brethren I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, hmm, let us, as many as are mature, have the mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained. Let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Father, I thank you, Lord, for tonight. I thank you, Lord, even as we opened up this service and and, and we've prayed. We prayed for revival to hit this state. We prayed for revival to hit Hawaii, Father. I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayers. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that you you, you know the number of people, Father, that are that are going to be saved. So Father, I pray that even, even in this hour and in this time, Father, I pray for the I pray for the harvest. I pray for the harvest of, of men and women and children in this hour. And Lord, even around this word tonight, Father, God, I pray that people leave here with, uh, with a greater revelation of acceleration in their life. And Lord, the things that they're supposed to walk out in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. You know, even, even a few words out of this scripture that Paul, Paul mentions, and, and he, me- he mentions the word press on. And, uh, you know, I, you know I, as I thought about the word press, I, I don't know if anybody ever here has ever played basketball before, uh, but uh, when, I, when I was in middle school and high school, I, I, I played basketball. I love basketball, but, but the one thing that I loved was I loved playing defense. I, I, I liked playing defense, and I loved when the coach would call press. And you know when he would say, "Okay, we're going into press." It meant that we were going one on one, and we were going to press. We were going to press the people on that end of the court to try to get a turnover. Oftentimes, you know, for me, I fouled out of most games because of the press because I was aggressive. I, I when coach called press, I was like, "All right, this means I get a I get a go stick on somebody." And you know, and, you know, when you're playing ba- basketball is really a rough sport. People think football's rough. I played football too. I love football, but basketball in its own self is kind of a rough game because you know. You might many times I left basketball games with a busted mouth, you know, bit my tongue, whatever. You you know, black eye. That was not an uncommon thing. Maybe it's just how we play basketball in West Virginia. But when but when the coach called press, it meant that I that it's on. And see, that's one of the things that Paul's saying here: that you've got to press. You've got to press on the things that God lays on your heart to do. And you know what? Guess what? It's it's you know, it, you know the coach give me the order to press. See, even even right now understand that Jesus Christ himself has given you the orders to press. To to press on, to keep moving towards the goals that God has given you. And see, you know, and, and just grab a hold of that tonight. God God's given you a a mind to keep pressing and keep pushing. And you know, and, and that's the thing. We we can't we can't grow stagnant. We can't grow stagnant. And I'm going to talk a little bit about stagnation tonight, but, but you know, e- even in all this, you've got to find yourself in a place where, hey, I'm going to keep contending for the faith. I'm going to keep believing. Nobody's going to pull me out of this thing, amen? Nobody's going to tell me, you know, what direction I should flow in or what I should operate in. You know, and, and another thing he says, reaching forward. You know, there's a reason why God put eyes in the front of your head, in, in the front of your head. You know that? It's because, because if he put them in the back, you'd always be looking, behind think about that if your eyes were in the back of you you'd always be looking behind but there's a reason why god put eyes in 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 the front of us it's so that our eyes are always they're always focused they're always moving you know our eyes our vision always moving forward but reaching forward you know i remember the one of the times that i i think was uh you know, I don't know if it was John Harkey who's coming here in July. It may have been. No, I think it was Bishop Hooks from California. But I remember one time we were in a meeting, and it was one of the first times I ever had a prophetic word. And one of the things he looked at me, and he said, look at your hands. I looked down at my hands. And my hands were like this, and he says, "Your hands are in are in a in a posture where you're reaching forward, where you're reaching out to grab a hold of something." And that's the kind of faith that you have to continue to have is that you have to have a faith that's that that's reaching forward, not looking back, not not shrinking back, but a faith that's reaching forward. And that always meant something to me because you know, even now, if I pray over people, it's like this this mental thing that I make or a note that I make that when I see people, you know, you know. Know, raise your hands you know like you know if you're praying for people you know you might say you know raise you know raise your hands you know raise it, it's not understand when when a pastor asks you or an evangelist or anybody asks you to raise your hands it's, it's the fact that you're raising your hands unto the lord it's not it's not that you're doing it for uh the, the man of god or anything like that it's it's basically i surrender to god but i realize you know even now when i go to raise my hands if a pastor or somebody pray, you know i'm like you know i get my hands up in the air you know i'm i'm not slouched over you know, because I, you know, I, I realize, that, you know, there's an element of of surrender when I when I do that, but you know, even even now I see that with people. You know, you can you can tell a lot when you begin to pray for people just by just by how they hold their hands, just by how they hold their, their demeanor, just by how you know the the confidence, You can see confidence on people, amen. And I'm not preaching on that tonight, but it's just just a little a little mental note. And you know, even even the third part out of the scripture, he said, "Let us be of the same mind." Let us, you know, let us be of the same mind. So it's like you under, understand, you've got to have goals. You've got to have things established in your life that keep you in the area of oppressing, of, of, of moving forward. Amen. So you've, you've got to have goals. So we, we're all clear on that, right? Because we've been talking a lot about goals. We've been talking about vision. You know, we, we take the one Wednesday night. We get into small groups. We encourage one another in, in the vision and planning and things like that. So it, it's important that you understand that you, you don't quit. So I'm just kind of setting this up to go into the next part. Um, because, you know, one of the areas that, that I recognize, you know, e- even in my own life or even in a believer's life, one of the things that, that we all have to deal with is, is the mind which is the soul, your, your soul, man's soul. That is your, your mind, your will, and your emotions. So you, you have to deal with, uh, with the soul, which is the, the, the mind, the mind side of things. You know, in Second uh, Timothy 1.6, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of what? Fear. So God's not given us a, a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of love, power, and what? A sound mind. A sound mind. So, God, see, this is what God, he gives us the power to have a sound mind. So, it's like, our, you know, our mind, our mind should be alert. Our mind should be at peace. Can I, you know, I want to, show, you know, understand something. You know, when we're, when we're born, everybody's brain, as, as you develop over a lifetime, everybody's brain is the same size. You have the same number of cells in, in, your, in, your, in your mind, in, in, in your brain, as as anybody else now some people might burn more brain cells throughout their life doing a variety of different stupid things but but understand that everybody is given a a mind everybody is given a brain so it's like we're all equally you know we we all equally have that unless there's some other kind of unless somebody was the born with some kind of you know um i don't know what the uh, the right term to use is but unless they were born with you know maybe not you know uh yeah, how what's that word? Yeah, at that word. Yeah, so whatever what a Pastor Miranda said, if you're watching online just, you know, send her a message. So I, I, I say I would say it wrong. So so but but anyway, but we're we're all born with a mind. You know, the the mind is the greatest asset in life. But there are certain things, there are certain elements that will seek to hinder the, the mind. There, there are certain things that will, will come against the mind. There are certain things that will, uh, that will, play, uh, that will, that will play out and come against the mind, and, and definitely against the believer. And, um, but the mind is, is, is a powerful, powerful thing. Amen? And you know what? Guess what? We all, we all have choices that we can make uh, according to what flows through here. So, so anyway, I'm going to go into um, point number one. Let's, if you have your Bibles, let's go to Luke chapter 14. You know, and as we talk about acceleration, I want you to understand that it, it, it can be very normal in life to, to expect some opposition. You know, that you, you should expect that, that, that in life there, there will be opposition coming against you to advance in certain areas of your life. I mean, you understand that we, we do live in a spiritual world and I'm not here to give every, uh, every, you know, any credit to the enemy or things like that, but we, we do live in a spiritual world, so there, there are spiritual components, things that will come against a believer, especially when they start stepping out in faith. Many of you have experienced that in your life, where you begin to, you begin to take a step for God, and, and, and what, was, what were some of the first things that happened when you begin to take a step for God? People what? They they shunned you. They ah they you know what what were the other things that happened when you when you begin to step out for the Lord? Yeah you know, yeah you know, mock you were you were mocked because of your faith, right? It, what, what other things might might have happened when you when you got saved? Anybody else? Separate the separation. So you know so these things happen in life. There can be a little bit of that separation. Some of you guys have just had big smiles on your face, but. um but, you know, understand that there, there can be some level of opposition when you get saved. And um, so I, I want to focus on this. And uh, point number one I, I, I made here, some common roadblocks that block acceleration. And, uh, and point number one is excuses. Excuses. So you guys got your Bibles? Let's go to Luke chapter 14. Come here, Pastor Moran, I want you to read that. Can you come in and read that?
1: 14, starting at verse 16. Okay, Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come, for everything is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. And another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out, so please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. Sir, said the servant, what? you ordered has been done but there's still more room then the master told a servant go out into the roads and the country lanes and make them all come in so that my house will be full I tell you not one of the, those men who were invited will get a taste of my banquet
0: amen you have anything you want to say about that you anything you want to say about excuses while you're up here mm-hmm. you
1: don't 100% where you're going, go ahead. excuses don't make them yeah <laughs> If God invites you to do something for Him, then don't make an excuse.
0: Is that all you got? I don't know. I'm giving you room to run right now.
1: <laughs> you want to read my notes? <laughs> um, I wasn't really prepared. I didn't know where you were going. Just, yeah, right, yeah. Excuses.
0: Talk about
1: well, excuses will will keep you in a point of stagnation. Um, you know if. If excuses are something that that you, it can be very easy, especially if you've heard them growing up, which is kind of like a blame hood, always looking for another place to blame instead of taking on the uh, unction yourself, not the unction, the, the responsibility, the onus, yourself on your own life of being able to realize like everything in my life is is determined by choices I make after a certain age. I understand that when you're young, there are certain things that have happened that you didn't necessarily have choices over, where, where you moved or what your parents decided for you Things like that. But then once you come to a certain age where you're making decisions on your own, then it's like all the responsibility now rests with you. And so many times we can blame our job, our employer, or this or that, someone else, you know. Well, it was my it was my husband, it was my mom, it was my parents. And then there's people that are blaming their parents when they're like 40 years old and they're still blaming their parents, you know? And there's a point where you have to realize, like, I can't. I can't blame, uh, cast the blame any longer. I have to start taking responsibility for this. And some things are very uh, valid. Yes, that might have been a bad thing that happened. But, but if it's going to be dependent upon between you getting where you need to go, then you've got to begin to stop with the excuses and then realize like I've got to make changes in my life and take this on and begin to, to push forward just like paul said press forward and so i can reach the mark rather than making excuses
0: that's good stuff right there huh so don't make excuses um, you know and, and i think even just you know pastor marina you know touching on that you know we can look throughout our lifetime we can look we can look at our lives in you know and de- develop a pattern of excuses and it, it can be a learnt thing that we we learned we learned how to do it because that was maybe um, that was maybe how somebody operated in my family or you know um, you, you know my family wasn't a family of like we they just didn't make my family wasn't really like that they didn't make excuses for things or anything like that necessarily I, I don't you know they just weren't like that you know my dad was one of those men was like you know. Let your word count for what your word needs to count for. If you're going to do something, you're going to say you're going to do something. Do it. You know, make it happen. You know, you know, don't make excuses. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. So, I mean, it's somewhat kind of how the household I grew up out of. But, but one of the things that even, even to understand around stagnation, you know, we, we can, you, you know, you know I, and I'll say this even in my own spirit, like, you know, uh, prayer. Pr- we, can make, we can make a lot of excuses why we, why, why we don't make prayer. Why? Why we don't make? Uh, why we don't carve off time for prayer? And you know, I, you know, I've been guilty of, of times in my own life of like. You know, I just, oh, I want to, and I remember Dr. Morocco talking about this, talking about how, you know, it was like, you know, carving off that time, making making that time count. You know, so it's like these, there, there are things that, you know, that we have to, like, you know, we always have to examine, we have to look at. You know, you know I, I stayed up too late tonight. You know, I had this or I had that. And, uh, you know, so it's like you have to look at things that are going to be beneficial for you. Your flesh, your flesh will feel like making excuses over a lot of things, you know, because that's the flesh. But your spirit, once your spirit man's stirred up, once the spirit is, is stirred up, I mean, it's like, it's like when you come into a prayer meeting, things, you know, things change, right? I remember when we started early morning prayer in Hana, you know, we were going down there at 530 in the morning watching the sun come up. We we were already prayed, We had already prayed many times before the sun ever did come up, but it was like. Once we got there and once we got going, you weren't thinking about how tired you were. You weren't thinking. Oh, I'm just ready to go, run back home, go to bed. You 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 were you were up. You were ready to go. You were fired up, you know, because you got things stirred up in your spirit. So so it's important that you remember that you you know in life you know one of the things that will will keep you stagnant is excuses. And as you're as you're laying out vision, as you're laying out planning, you know you know just look 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 at look at look at your purpose. Does your vision the the, the things you're believing the Lord for the, does does these things make sense? You know, as you're laying these things out, so, so contend, contend in that area. You know, Pastor Miranda really kind of covered a lot of that. So, you know, one of the things I wrote down, you know, one of the things that, I, you know, I get alarmed by is, you know, is, is how, how this generation of people can easily find themselves in a place of living their lives through other people. They, they, can, they can examine uh, someone else's life, and, and they, can, they can find themselves just, you know, uh, wrapped up in someone else's life, but, but choosing not to live their own life. And so I want to encourage everybody, as you're laying out plans, as you're laying out vision, pursue what God has for you. You know, God has a very unique purpose for everybody. Pursue what God has for you. You are your best you, amen? You are the best possible you on this planet, amen? And you know what, I'm thankful we're not all alike. Isn't it great that we're not all alike? People, you know, people, yeah. It, it, it's good that we're not all alike. But, you know, one of the things, even, even around that area, you know, um, we can get ourselves so wrapped up into other people, into other things, that that, that, that can then become an excuse. You know, you, you can use excuses for a variety of different things, but be the best you at everything you do. Be the best you. You know, and, and you know, and I'll say this, take ownership. You know, take ownership. It's important that, you know, you take responsibility for you. That you know that hey, I'm the I, I have to answer for what I say. I have to answer for what I do. So it's important you understand that. Let's go to point number two. If you guys have your Bibles, go, let's go to Genesis chapter 40, 49. Genesis 49, 3. This is is Jacob um, blessing his uh, blessing, or it's not all necessarily a blessing here, but Jacob's basically uh, talking to his sons here, and he starts off with Reuben, the firstborn. He says this. It's very interesting. It says, Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power. Unstable as water, you shall not excel, because you went up to your father's bed, then you defiled it. So the second point that I want to make, even even around stagnation, is, is character is character you know one of the things about character is character never lies you know uh, good (laughs) good good character never lies you know, bad character a lot of times is easy to spot. You know, some, sometimes people can, can try to fool people, but good character oftentimes comes out and, and it's very visible to see. And a lot of times you see that by the, by the fruit. And I'm going to touch base on the fruit. But, you know, one of the things, the reason why Reuben didn't receive the blessing, understand that the blessing uh, for the firstborn child was, was a very significant thing. And, you know, he would have inherited his father's stuff his property, his lands, he would have inherited it. But because of sin, because his heart got defiled, you know, and because of character, you know, because of character alone, that blessing was pulled away from him. So, you know, understand that, you know, in your vision and in your planning and all you're pursuing and all everything that you're doing, always look, always look to evaluate your character. You know, um. You know, character is one of those things. It's such a broad topic, topic, but you know, integrity, trustworthiness, responsibility, uh, diligence. I mean, you know, the, these are things that that we possess as human beings that we have to choose to operate in. You know, my wife can't choose my character for me. I can't choose my character for my wife. We, you know, we can sharpen one another. We can help one another. But you know, I, you know, in a, in the workplace, you know, I, I remember one time when I had a job, you know. Um, you know, one of the things about character, <laughs> you, you, you'll always, it, your character will always be challenged throughout your whole, whole entire life. You know, it, it, you know, how you respond to someone that gets mad at you, how you respond to someone that maybe you, you don't agree with. You know, has anybody ever had that happen? You ever, you ever just feel like you? How do I respond to someone? And it's like you know, and you get that character check in your heart. You get that, you get that thing in in your heart. It's like, what do I do with this? You know, how do I respond to this? I'm not saying it's you know, it's okay to confront issues, but I always, always, always say this. You know, make sure you're doing it out of love. Make sure you're doing it out of a place of of compassion.ship uh, Make sure you're you're, you're checking yourself. Um, And how your character is intact. You know, bad character will teach you how not to be. I mean, good character, you know, uh, I remember Dr. Mike, a guy that we used to work with. Good character is uh, doing the right thing even when no one's watching. You know, that's, uh, that's so true. That's so true. And that rings so true even today. You know, are you living your life pure? Are you living your life holy? You know, it's, it's funny how, you know, Jacob had found out that he had slept with, uh, you know, uh, his, his concubines. And so the blessing missed him. But the, the, the things that he had done was, he, you know, he, he defiled himself. And he defiled the household. So it's like, it's important you understand that your character, uh, uh, every every step of the way, every every piece that you walk into, your character is something that's going to be checked. You know, e- even in character, even when was talking about you know, in the, job, in the job arena, you know, be someone of good character that can help people fix things. You know, be, be somebody that goes out of the way to show love, to show compassion. You know, um, you know, you know who sees all this? You know who sees good character? God. God sees it. God sees the heart of every, every believer. He sees the heart of every believer. He sees how they respond. He sees how they how they act or react to any kind of a situation. You know, the one thing about character, even learning about it, you can tell a lot uh, about someone's character by even by what they read or what they what they think about. You can tell a lot by uh, a lot about someone's character by how they talk, by how they speak. You know, so, I mean, all, always along the way, these things can teach you how not to be, right? These things can show you how to, uh, how, to, uh, how to not be stagnated. Amen. So, even in that, be a student of good character. Be a student of good character. Point number three. You guys with me still? I'm not losing you. And the third thing, and the third and final thing, um, and I'm probably going to spend more time here tonight on than on this subject, um, the third thing that stops acceleration and uh, promotes stagnation is your past. Is your past. You know, I will say that probably one of the things that, you know, every, um, um, I shouldn't say every believer, but I think a lot of people struggle with uh you know things of their past, where it's not only maybe uh, the enemy that wants to remind you of where you've been or or, or what you've had to come through, but it, it's it's where people sometimes will 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 you know you know bring you back to that area. You know I remember the times that Pastor Moran and I were even coming home from uh, from the missions field, and we would come home, and it was like you know there was a there was the elements of like. You know, you're, you're going back into a past situation, and, you, and you're going to go back, and you're going to be around friends. And the, the friends don't know this side of you. They don't know this side of your life. They, they know the old you. They remember the old, the old Brad, or, you know, they see you at the gas station. Hey, what's going on? You know, you want to go hang out? You want to do this? You want to do that? And, and it's like, you know, and inside of you, it's like, you know, that's, that's the old me. And, you know, what? there's a new me now. And, you know, for, for the longest time, I ministered, and people were like, oh, I didn't know you did stuff like that, you know, and, you know, it's not like you go around boasting or bragging or anything like that, but one of the things that I, I want you guys to realize is that, is that, you know, it's like why I said even earlier, like why God put eyes in the front of you, in front of your head, it's so that you're not looking backwards. Because, you know, understand that when we look back into the things of the past, that's the stuff that can create stagnation. You can begin to be in a place where you're dwelling on things of the past. Oh, it was so good back. You know, and it doesn't mean that, you know, I'll say this one thing about my past. I had, my past was good. I was successful. I was in business. We did very well. You know, Pastor and I can look back over our life prior to going to the missions field, and I can sit here and say, you know, things were good. We had a lot of things figured out. You know, we, things were moving, things were advancing, you know, I, but I, I spiritually wasn't where I am now. So, you know, I realized even in the past I had to give up something to find something. And see, that's the thing about moving forward. That's the thing about, you know, not looking back, not looking into your past saying, well, you know, because you know, I'll be honest. See, you know, some people might say, well, my past was, was uh, you know, I had drugs, I had alcohol, I had all this stuff in my past. And, and you know, and, uh, you know it, it, when I get around old friends, that's what I get reminded of. Or I get this, you know, uh, it, that's not really necessary in my story. You know, my, my past was not a bad past. It was, uh, you know, like I said, I was successful, but, but the thing about it is, is like what Paul was saying is that I'm, I'm eager to run for and I'm eager to seek the prize. And so all, all, all along the way, it's like, you know, my bearing, it's like, you know, you got to get a bearing. You guys in here that, that ride on boats and, you know, you, you have to have a right bearing to find your location. So it's like things begin to shift. Think you begin to see things differently because now now you have a future now you have now you have something that you can look forward to and you're not no, you're no longer looking in the past you know Isaiah 43 18 it says do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old behold I will do a new thing you know that, that's a prophetic word that that is a that is a powerful prophetic word I will do a new thing now it shall spring forth shall you not know it I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And so, you know, understand that, th- that when our eyes get fixed on, on what's ahead, not what's behind, you know, God will open things up for us. You know, I'm telling you, it's, you i do not even going to say that it's easy to look back. You know, a lot of times we move back because it's comfortable. Because we, we move back into an area where we're like, it just feels comfortable here. You know, and you know, one of the things I, I felt even when we came home the first time out of the missions field, I <laughs> you know, I felt like we, we, needed to, we needed to take the trip, but after about a week and a half, I mean, she could probably say the same thing, I was ready to go back to the missions field. I was ready to be, because I was, my, my eyes were no longer fixed on what was here, you know, I'm sorry, what was back here, but, but where I was headed, and where I was going. So my, my gaze, everything had changed. My countenance, everything had changed, and it was like I knew the purpose, and you know, I had no peace over here. And understand something, I mean, when you sometimes are in a place where, where, you, you know, where you're looking, you know, you can go looking for peace. But I'm telling you, there's only one person that you know, you, you you are the encourager that, that that helps find your own peace with the Lord. And that's wherever you're at. You know, I've made the comment. You could give me a, you could throw me out of an airplane with a sleeping bag and a and a tent, and I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm, <laughs> I you know, as long as I don't die from the fall, I'm going to make it. I'm I'm going to live. I'm gonna I'm going to know how to find water. I'm going to know how to find food. I'm going to know how to do these things. And so, and it's, you have to understand, it's like you have to have a tenacity, you have to have something inside of you that says, you know what, I'm always going to be looking forward, I'm always going to be moving forward. It doesn't mean that you don't, under, hear, what, hear what I'm going to say, it doesn't mean that, that, you know, you don't visit the past, you just don't stay in the past, right? It, it doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean that you, you, you know, I'm not, visit doesn't mean you go visit and hang out there and wall around in it, that's not what I'm talking about. It doesn't mean that, you know, like even for us, we couldn't come home and visit. I just, we knew our purpose. We knew our, we knew our plan. We knew what God had called us to do. So when you have that bearing and when you have that course, that's where, that's where you no longer have to worry about or hold on to past things. But I want to tell you that that's the one area that, you know, that, that easily, uh, you know, you know, you know I, I got friends that, you know, honestly, that if I seen they would tell me something that happened 20 years ago, that they're caught up in a moment in time from 20 years ago, something that, that had happened that good God had done in their life. And you know, and it's like, you know, his mercies are new. What every day? Every day. So we don't have to, we don't have to hold on to, you know, what, you know, it's like it'd be like me coming in here and just testifying every week about all the miracles I seen in Hana. we seen, we've seen great things happen in Hana. But you know, I'm believing the Lord to see great things now, and so you have to believe the Lord to see great things now. It's like you know, the, you know, the first time you know, you 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 walk in blessing of the Lord, and it's like you know, sometimes people will cut that thing off right then and there. Well, I, you know, I got my blessing, or you know, I got my healing, or, or I got this, but then they stop contending, and you know, and then you'll hear people talk about their past. well, you know, yeah, that happened in my past. You know that yeah that happened then that happened then no listen listen what I'm saying this is what Paul was talking about he was talking about contending you contend you keep running the race you know I you know even Paul what he said I'm 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 being perfected in Christ I'm being perfected in the image of Christ so I'm am going to continue running I'm going to continue pressing I'm going to continue reaching out for the goals I'm going to continue to move but understand you know th- like I said these are roadblocks I, you know your you know your character is a major roadblock excuses are a major can be a major roadblock your past can be a, ma- a major uh, roadblock you know <clears throat> the one thing about going back to the past one of the things you have to always guard against is that you can use, lose your identity you can lose your identity to think because understand something that when you get born again you are a new creature in christ the old is gone the new has come that's what the bible says It's not what the pastor says, it's what the Bible says. So, you know, and that's the thing, that contending in the faith. Does anybody remember what it was like contending in the faith for the first year of their life? Wasn't it, was it hard or was it easy? Hard, hard. But you contended, right? And so you can go back and think about the hard parts, right? But it was like there was a contending in the faith for the things of God. Why? Was it because of man or was it because of God? It was because of God. It was because God was inside of you. There, there was, you know, God, God was, uh, God, the Holy Spirit was inside of you, pulling you to a place of saying, you know what, no, we can do this. We can step out. We can do this. You know, I remember when Kayla left to go to Bible college. I mean, that was a big deal. You know, people don't just, they just don't move. You know, when you guys moved here, people just don't, what do you mean you're leaving Hana? People don't, people don't move. The risers moved. That was good. They should go. <laughs> you know? But you guys, no. And, and, you know, and that was the same thing with us. You know, it's like, well, you guys don't need to go. You don't need, you don't need to leave home. You don't need to do this. You don't need to do that. You know, Pastor Murray and I were talking today because it, it, was, it was funny because, you know, even even when we were looking to, to become missionaries, we knew nothing about becoming a missionary. We thought you had to go to missionary school you know, you had to have all this, you had to have a missionary certificate, but all we knew was that we were supposed to go. We, we When we, when God spoke to us, it was like, you, you just go. You go because you're supposed to go, and so, you know, we talked to some people, and, you know, actually great advice, you know, uh, first pastor, I sit down with Pastor Ron, you know, you know we're thinking about being missionaries, and and uh, he says, Well, you know how you have the option. You can um you can you can be a, a, an assemblies of God missionary, you can go through this step, this step, this step. And I just oh hold up, hold up, hold we we don't have that kind of time. We we don't have that kind of time. We 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 know we're supposed to go now. He said, Well, you scratch that idea, you don't want to do that. So and that's when we talked to you know uh, brother Jonathan evangelist Jonathan and it was like you know this is what we feel called to do okay well praise God you're an answer to prayer <laughs> so so there we were we we were sent out as missionaries amen and uh you know had that covering and I'm thankful for that I'm thankful for everything God did there because man it was uh it it, it, it was it was good from the very beginning but when when you're called to do something you know it's like You've got to have a tenacity, and you've got to be tenacious about it. You've got to be in a place of like, hey, I I, I can't go back. And the, the other thing about it too is that you've got to get around people that can give you counsel. You got to get around people that can encourage you and help that help you build your faith, because you know if you if you're not around that, you know it, it's it's easy to you know to look back. It's easy to go back. It's easy to you know. And I'll say this even too about the uh, about the you know, going back or looking back into your past. You know, a lot of times you always have to watch things like isolation. When, when a person finds themselves in a place of isolation, the thing, the one, of the, you know, one of the areas the enemy will come against them is he'll try to bring things of the past into their life he'll try to float things out there he'll try to he'll try to like lure them it's like you know fishing out there they got this lure let's try this one let's try that one you know but a lot of times it will involve a person's past to pull them back to pull them away from the things of God you know um, you know and I think that's the thing you know what gives you, what gives you a peace? What, what gives you a true peace? What keeps you, what keeps you focused? And understand, your, your focus and your peace should always be that around Jesus Christ. You should find your peace and you should find your comfort in him. Praise God. Praise God. You know, as much time as you think about your past, you should think about your future. You know, and, I, and I'll say this, that thinking sometimes is like one of those things that's, that, that, you know, you, people should think. People don't think enough. You, you, should, you should actually use your brain to think about things. And you know, that's why I was talking even earlier about like you, you have to be careful to guard yourself not to live your life vicariously through other people. You have a life to live. Live, live life, live the life God's given you. Don't, don't live a life through other people, but live the life God's given you. Live the life God's given you. You know, no one no one you know, no one looks back and moves forward. So you, you got to understand that when, when you're in a place of feeling like you're looking back, you're not moving forward. You know, and, I, and I'll say this because, you know, we, you know, there are times we came home and I was so thankful to come home. It, w- it was good to see family. But I understood the purpose. I understood the vision. I understood, I understood the direction God was, you know, God, God, was, God was giving us. God was showing us. So it, it's important that you grab a hold of that. It's important that you grab a hold of that. Now just you know, I'll say this, you know, as the third one as I'm closing this up. Um, because you know, even talking about stagnation, you got to guard your thoughts and you got to guard your mind. You you know, uh, guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life, but you you've got you've got to guard against those things. You, you, you've, got to build, you've got to build things in that, that help you guard against those things. And, you know, the thing about it is, you know, you've got to plan. You know, you have to have a life where you're planning and where you're thinking about things, about next steps. You know, Pastor Moran and I, you know, we, we, we want a house. And, you know, many people in here are praying and believing the Lord for a house. We want a house. We're taking the steps and the plan to make that happen. You know, we're, we're thinking ahead. We're thinking about what we need to do to be able to accomplish these goals. And, you know, and it's like once you, you know, it's like you, you set your sights, you set your bearing. And, you know, and, and we're not like, you know, looking back saying, well, you know, we had a house one day. You know, we had a, we had a nice, you know, we could have sat here. We had a nice home. We had a nice house. You know, we could sit here and say, you know, our house was really great. We'll never have another house like that again. No, I don't, we don't say that. Our house is going to be better, isn't Hun going to be better because we're not looking back we're not looking back I'll say this too you know you, you got to guard because not much will change if you look back you know that was the one thing that um, that like the Lord showed me as, as I was uh, throughout the last 10 years you know I can, I can look at people that I know I can look at friends that I know and not much has changed not much has changed, and not that their lives are bad or anything like that, you know, but, but not much has changed, and it's important that we're in a place where we're always advancing, and we're always, we're always thinking about how we move ahead, you know, and I want to say this spiritually, how we move ahead. It's not, you know, it's not about just making more money. It's not about just having a, a, a better job but it's spiritually how we're moving ahead. It's like like that character thing. Your character will be tested your whole entire life. You'll have a choice whether you choose to demonstrate good character or bad character. But see, God God will promote good character. God will have a hard time promoting bad character. You, You hear what I'm saying? God, and I'm not talking about man. People can be fooled. But God promotes good character. He sees it he sees it on people and when he sees it on people you know those people will move to the front they will they will easily they will <laughs> they will advance somewhere easily e- easier and you, you see that happen time and time again you see people you know i've seen zane even in his life i mean you know he he worked hard but i but i knew that that was something that we spent a lot of time on with our kids we talked about character we talked about trustworthiness we talked about honesty we talked about integrity and you know and you know even even when he went to work, I mean I know when he went to Cintas, I don't even know that you ever took a day off from work I mean there were some days he'd come downstairs he couldn't breathe he couldn't you know I was like you know maybe you should just now I'm going to work you know because for him it was a character thing no I'm going to do it because I, I, I know that I need to be there and I you know even even at I don't even know how old you, how old were you when you started there 18? Eight, 18 years old I mean you know and I, you know I if he would have chose or wanted to stick around in that company, I'm sure he could have advanced. I'm sure he could have, he could have had, but, you know, God opened up other doors. But, you know, that's the thing. You know, good character, when, when, it's, when, it's, when it's put out there and it's tested, you know, are you, are you going to stand? Are you going to be that person that's dependable, that person that's loyal, that person that's trustworthy? Because, you know, that's what God looks at. God looks at that. You know, people look at that too. I shouldn't say that people don't look at that. People do look at character. But understand something, guys. You know, you're, uh, you know even, even your past, even, even when the enemy or anything like that will try to throw things out there to, to trip you up or to remind you, you've got to run hard away from that. Make a plan. Make a plan. You always hear, you know, always hear Pastor hear and I say that. You know, make a plan. If you're, if you're planning to do something, y- you know, you're, you're less likely to fail if you're planning to do something so planning is, is critical. It's very critical in your life. Praise God. I don't know. You have anything else you want to add to it? C- go ahead, come on up here. <laughs> I'm you you got some stuff? I just needed some talking points. You need some talking points. Yeah.
1: Um when, when the whole idea of excuses yeah you can just say um <laughs> the whole idea of, of excuses you know they can they can oftentimes turn into distractions because we can we can use our distractions as excuses you know and what what looks like it's uh, it's just it's just this came up that came up and we can end up looking at uh, the the distractions and get off our purpose because of distractions and so it was the same thing as the scripture that we read earlier with the with the people that were um, getting distracted by things that that should not have taken it's not that it was a bad priority but it shouldn't have taken priority over their salvation or Or their seat in heaven. You know, they had a place in heaven. They had a place at the banquet table, but they allowed other things in life to become the distraction, the thing that pulled them away from the the most important thing to their eternal uh, life. And so they allowed an ox. Or a piece of land, or you know, and of course these things re- represent the things of life. These things represent the the goals that we're trying to reach for, whether it's wealth or or uh, power or promotion or prestige or you know that car. I'm saving up for that car, so I've gotta I've gotta put my focus here, and and then gradually uh, your focus on God wanes. You know, so it's about keeping that first love, and then. There are times in our walk with God that we have to realize that you have to stoke things and get back to the first things that you did. Otherwise, things can die out. If not, there are times that that you have to use like sheer willpower and say, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit like I've I've gradually like uh, let go of some things that I need to get back in order. I need to get my my Bible reading back up to par. I need to get my prayer time back up to par. I need to Get my whatever it is. Maybe maybe if it's even you know gathering uh, together in a in a time like this, and and in your mind you're just like, oh, I'm just I'm just tired. I just don't feel like it, you know. And you're like, man. I used to come to church and I used to sit on the edge of my seat and I used to like be ready because I wanted to just grab a hold of everything. And now I've realized like my mind's not there. I'm not like um, my mind's not alert and you have to like make yourself be alert instead of when when you first were learning, you know, it was easier because you you this was all brand new but now it's easy to feel somewhat like, oh, yeah, I already know that, you know? And it's like, you have to shake yourself at times and, and say, no, nope, I'm not going to be like this. I'm going to come in and be ready, sit on the edge of my seat, be ready to to take home anything I can get that's new or allow the Lord to give me a download, even if it has nothing to do with what he's preaching. You know, there are times that, that Pastor Brad will preach a sermon and then He's like, "Did you get anything out of that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but it really had nothing to do with what you were talking about." <laughs> because God was giving me something else. And so, you know, be ready. Don't allow distractions to pull you off of your growth. And then with the character, the number 2 character, the thing about Reuben, he was the scripture that Pastor Brad read about Reuben, he was um the firstborn son, but he had made a mistake, and he had went and, and let, let his guard down, let his flesh down, and, and went and slept with his father's concubine, totally off, and did not uh, keep his flesh in check, and then it cost him. It cost him. So when his father was giving the blessings, even though he was the firstborn, you know, sometimes we can be in in high position. Sometimes we can be like, oh, yeah, I got it. I got it you know I'm the firstborn it's automatically coming to me right you know because it's it automatically I get double portion I get I get all the stuff you know I get uh more than what they're getting I get the the assets the responsibilities I get you know whatever it is I'm I've got this this position at work no one's going to be able to take that from me we get too lax or too cool in something and then boom we realize we didn't guard our flesh We didn't keep the standard up. And we've got to always make sure we're keeping a high standard. In fact, our standards should actually grow higher as we are Christians, because God's always going to be buffeting. He's always going to be sanding down those rough edges. So, you know, at first he's dealing with the major things of our character, but then later he's like sanding it to polish and sanding it to make it smooth. When we, we thought we were doing really good at first just to get rid of this, and now we're like, man, really, Lord? That seems so small. He's like, yeah, get rid of it. Yeah, tune it up. Yeah, make sure you cut that out. I know I'm not demanding of this person over here that just got saved, but you've been saved for six years, so stop that, you know? And, and we've got to, like, realize our standard has to continue because we're always growing. Reuben was at a point where, yeah, he was the firstborn, but his dad was saying, Reuben, yeah, you're the firstborn, but you made a mistake, and it's gonna cost you. And he said, You you are as turbulent as the waters, is what it said. Do you remember what it I actually had it here? I thought what what was it? Genesis what? Thirty-nine? Forty-nine? You're as turbulent. the waters you will no longer excel he just got done saying he said you're the the first sign of my strength because he was the firstborn and of my might excelling in honor and excelling in power excelling in honor and excelling in power but you're as turbulent as the waters and you will excel no longer so what he was saying was you're as turbulent as the waters, meaning you're as unstable as the waters. Why? Because you didn't keep your t- integrity in check. You you were here and then you went over here. You you were not consistent. You didn't keep it keep it consistent all the time. I heard a uh, evangelist Jonathan say the other day he said you know where I'm at today took 20 years for me to get to where I'm at but he said I could lose it all in one moment in one day by a bad decision and that's the thing we have to realize how important character is how important our integrity is because no anointing can cover up an adultery Understand? No anointing can cover up a lie. No anointing can cover up. God can't say, yeah, that's great. You know what? You are anointed and I'm just going to bring you to the top, baby, over here, uh, taking the stuff off the side from from the, the offering or, or whatever it is. So no anointing, he can't can't promote or excel, and that's what his father was saying here. He was saying you're as turbulent as the water so you can excel no longer. It's it's been ripped out from underneath you because you made a bad decision. You made a bad choice. And the other thing that I want to say about that is we got to remember that each one of the character traits, and there's a lot of them, but we have to take them individually because I was having a conversation with, with and was it yesterday? And, and we were discussing... Uh, yeah, just because someone has hard work, because we were saying, you know, if you wanna excel in life, then you have to you have to be able to work hard and you have to be able to, you know, make sure that that you're putting in hard work when other people want on it because they'll they'll promote you, they'll get the word out for you or they'll notice that you're the one, you're the guy that, that's always working hard and they wanna promote you. But I said hard work will make you an, a great employee. But an initiative is what will make you the employer because you can be a hardworking person, but somebody has to ask you to do everything. Like you don't ever do it on your own accord. You don't ever uh, find the thing that needs to be done and just do it. So initiative is a completely different character trait that's needed for you to go to the top. So every character trait has a purpose. It's like dependability, trustworthiness, uh, not losing your, your temper. I mean, you know, someone doesn't want to promote you if you're a loose cannon, and they're going to send you out to represent, and then all of a sudden somebody says something, and then you, you don't know how to control your tongue, and you just went, blah, 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 and then you just put a bad mark on the company or a bad mark on the church or a bad mark uh, for whoever you're representing. So every character trait is important. So don't just think. I, I told Pastor Brad today, I said, you know, a lot of times when, when we hear the message of character, we think, Oh, yeah, I'm good on that because, you know, I'm, I'm an upright person and I, and I walk right and I, and I do this really well. And we, we have a tendency to think of one or two things. I'm a hard worker. Or I'm a this. I'm dependable. Da, 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 da. But then the one thing over here we don't think about that, you know, that we need to work more on, we just kind of shove that over here because we're good at this, you know. And, and we have to think of all of the character traits, make sure that we're the, even the thing that we're the least at. You know, like think about it. Gossip. How how effective do you think you're going to be in ministry if you gossip? You know? God can't put you in a place and then let you be gossiping about 200 of your congregant members. <laughs> That's a huge problem. So, moving on number number what did you do the past? The past. Um and Lot's wife. Lot's wife did what the past? And I and I made the comment Today I said, you know, most people have the tendency to run back to the past when they hit a hard spot, when they hit a challenge. That's when it's easy to go back to the past. And you typically either go back to relationships or people, situations, or a um, a crutch, some sort of cr- whether it's a... a some sort of addiction or some, something that you, you used to use as a stress reliever, as the thing that you ran to when you got stressed. And, and that's the thing that when you go back to the past or that, that person, that person you used to hang with or that person that used to be the one to comfort you, that person or that situation, that place, that, that one, the, you know, the, the place that I used to run to. And the other thing that I wrote t- down too is escape strategies. Many times, people have escape strategies that they don't realize that they have. When it gets hard, and all of a sudden, I'm faced with a challenge, I'm faced with this thing, and, and now's the time to dig in and push forward, but instead, I, I run. That could be an escape strategy. I run, or uh, because I don't want to confront. I don't wanna deal with the issue. I don't wanna deal with the person. I don't wanna confront the problem. Or maybe uh, I bury it and I ignore it. And I act like nothing's wrong and I won't talk about it. And I just, no, it's fine, it's fine. No, I'm all good, I'm all good. And, and there's an ignoring that happens and it never gets dealt with. Or uh, anger, some people can can have an escape strategy of anger where they'll just blow up. So it's good to know like, What are the tendencies that I have a a tendency to do whenever I'm faced with a challenge or a problem? And then I have one more to add and and then I'll be done. Quick obedience. So you have the excuses, the character, the past. I don't know if I'm wording it right. Maybe uh, uh, not quick obedience. However you listed that out. Like hindrances, okay, not quick obedience. (laughs) That would be a hindrance, not quick obedience. The longer you wait, when God tells you to do something, the longer you wait before you listen, the, the more likely it is that you won't do it. The longer, when God says, I want you to do this, the longer you think about it, the more likely you will not do it at all. Because you'll sit there and think in your head, well, I don't know, is this... Is this really what I want to do? Is this a good idea? Well, what would so-and-so do? I don't know. Uh, What if people look at me? What if they see that? What What if I don't have enough money? What if I don't have the funds? What if I don't this? What if I don't that? And the longer you roll this around in your head, the more likely you'll talk yourself out of the whole thing. And you'll you'll come to a point and you're like, well, you know. And then the, you'll start making up the excuses. And then you bring the excuses in. And then you might bring some of the past in. And, and so you've, like, created this whole thing for yourself, you know. And it's like this big mind game that happens in your head. And it's like you're thinking of all these things going on. And all God wanted was for you to just say yes and okay and go. Because when he told Abraham to go, Abraham went, Right? He said, Abraham, go to another land. Abraham, go sacrifice your son. And Abraham said, okay, and he just did it. And the thing that, uh, if you remember Elijah and Elisha, when Elijah threw the mantle on Elisha, and Elisha said, can I go home and first uh, kiss my father and my mother goodbye? And he said, remember what I've done to you. And what he was saying is remember when you get back home, and, and you're back home in, in familiar ground, and you're back there, and you get to think now, remember what just happened right now. Remember this moment and how how this was the calling. This was the point. This was the turning point because it's so easy. Like once you, once you leave that and say, okay, well, now I'm back home. Well, oh, man, I'm going to miss mom's steak. I'm going to miss her lasagna. Mom... Man, and I'm not gonna. Ha- I'm gonna have to like figure out how to how to like support myself now. I'm gonna have to figure out how this. I'm gonna have, to and all of these questions begin to roll in when you give yourself time, and whenever you go back to what's familiar. And Mama says, "Oh, honey, are you, baby, are you sure you want to do that? Because you know nobody's gonna be taking care of you like me, and and all of these things. And well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, maybe maybe I should wait a year maybe maybe next year elijah i'll catch up with you next year okay and and these are the things that can roll around in your mind that's why he said remember what i've done remember this moment don't let this moment pass you by and so making sure you have quick obedience Quick obedience. Now that can look different for everyone. Just like what Pastor Brad was saying for us, we both knew we had to go quickly. And I even told, even before we had that conversation today, I I had just got off the treadmill, and I don't even know what what um, triggered my thought because I had been listening to a podcast while I was while I was running, and, and then I it, something must have been said, but it triggered my thoughts to. Because it, was, it had something to do with every person has to hear from the Lord on their specific situation. Because it's not a cookie cutter thing. So God has specific things for every person. And just because this is the way God has it for one person isn't necessarily that this is the way he's going to have it for you. And for us, we knew that we needed to go quickly. That we didn't have time for three years of going to missionary school and missionary courses, and doing all of this before we went. And so, you know, and just thinking that, I thought, where would have all of you guys been if we would have waited three years? In prison. In prison. Yeah. And I thought, man, there's probably not a one of you that we would know. Like, honestly. Yeah. And that's the first time that thought ever really hit me, that, man, if we would have taken the the way that the world would say, you know, but we knew in our spirit there was an urgency. We knew in our spirit it had to be now but God has a way for every person. So I can't stand here and say that every person that gets a call on their life that you know you immediately go to, you know, wherever God's calling you to, to Brazil. Oh, you have a calling for Brazil? Then you you need to get on the plane tomorrow. No, you have to hear from God what the plan is because honestly, for most people, I told Pastor Brad, for, for the majority of people, I, would, I wouldn't recommend uh, just going straight out with the, without getting any kind of training. So for most people, that's not what I would recommend. There are a few that I would, depending on their situation and their circumstance, and what they've been, you know, exposed to already, and what the Lord is telling them. But every plan is going to look different. God is going to guide the course of every person's steps, and you've got to have an ear to that. But quick obedience, quick obedience. That's all I have. Good recap.
0: Yeah. Stuff. You know, I, I think, like I said, as you guys are thinking, planning, moving, advancing, just, um, just, just be able to spot those things. Spot those things. And you know, you know, don't you? Don't have to dwell in them. You don't have to sit in them. You don't have to, you know, um, you know, get, 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 get focused. Get focused. So, just a few ways the enemy likes to throw things at you. Or praise God. Well, let's close out. God is good. Everybody happy? Yeah. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and close out. Tonight. Let's go ahead and stay in, guys. Thanks for coming out on a Wednesday night. Great to see all you all. You are blessed, Father. I thank you, Lord, for tonight. I thank you, Lord, for the Word. I thank you, Lord, just Stephen. Um, Lord, I thank you, Lord. Even just obedience, I thank you, Lord, for the word that uh, that Lord that that you've given people over their lives. And Father, I pray that even even as they go into uh, the rest of this year, Father, that that Lord that they would walk out the things, Lord, that uh, that you've begun to show them. And Lord, I pray that there would be just uh, there would be faith that would arise on every believer here, Lord. Uh, you know, just the, the, the things that they're believing for the impossible, we, even what even what men says is, is impossible. Lord God, with you we know that these things are possible. So Father, we thank you, we thank you, Lord, for faith. We thank you, Lord, for just uh, Lord even the gift of faith that's upon people. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, for just uh, even the word of God that you give us, Lord. Uh, you give us, uh, Lord. You know as a you know it, it's the it's the word the sword that you give us, Lord, to fight every battle. So Lord, we thank you for that. And, Lord, we thank you for everything that you're doing in our midst. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Be blessed. Have a great night.